This is Health Matters with Sipla. Welcome to Health Matters. I'm Ryan O'Connor. This is a series brought to you by Sipla. And it's that time of the year, the change of seasons, but there is a lot going on in the air at the moment. If your nose is disrupting your life, you need to listen up. We've got the doctor who knows best about it. Back with us on Health Matters, Dr. Sean Emanuel. Thanks so much for taking time out to chat with us again. It's a pleasure and it's lovely to be here. Thank you. Uh, just a bit of a uh, background to Dr. Emmanuel, a medical doctor, specialist interest in allergy, lives and works in Cape Town. And it's lovely to have Dr. Emmanuel along with us talking about something that everyone seems to have at the moment, nasal congestion. What is nasal? nasal? I know it sounds so simple saying, saying nasal congestion is when your nose is blocked, but it's a lot more than that. It's a lot more than that. Yeah. Um, so let me just expand a little bit on that. First yes. of all, your nose is so much more than the little protrusion on your face. Right. There's a very large cavernous hole behind your nostrils. Okay. And that's lined by a mucous membrane. And that membrane is linked to your sinuses and to your ears and to your throat. And the nose plays a really important role. Um, it's an air conditioner. It makes sure that the air that reaches your lungs is both warm and humidified. And it's also a first line of defense from a mechanical point of view and an immune point of view. So it protects us against particles and, and um, microbes. And when the nose becomes blocked, more there's more to it than just having mucus in your nose. That mucous membrane swells up and becomes really thick and puffy. And the thickness and the puffiness is caused by a dilatation of blood vessels under the mucous membrane. And those, um, those blood vessels are leaking fluid. So it's a combination of the puffy mucous membrane plus the fluid, plus the mucus that your nasal membrane actually already makes from the goblet cells. So it's those three factors that give you a blocked nose. So that's what nasal congestion is, right. a blocked nose due to three factors, the, the puffiness plus the fluid plus the mucus. Sure. So there we go. It's not just that the uh, blocked pathways to uh, you know to, to to that cavity. Uh, why do we get it? Why do we get congested? I mean, what are the causes? A lot of people say, well, the seasons are changing now, therefore my nose gets you know congested. Well, that would be a common cause. But usually, um, the the most uh, common causes would be infective. Okay. You could have a bacterial or a viral infection. Mm. A viral infections um, of the nasal cavities are very very common, and then allergic causes usually caused mm. by aeroallergens, things that you breathe in, like pollen, house dust mite, animal dander, or molds. Mm. And then there are lots of non-allergic causes of blocked nose. So people are generally looking for an allergy when they come to see you about their blocked nose, sure. if it's not a cold. Okay. Um, but you also have to realize that loads of different uh, physiological causes uh, mm. for blocked nose exist. Things like um, age, um, elderly people often have a runny nose simply because of their age. Hormones cause runny noses, so there's a runny nose of pregnancy. Um, medications or chemicals like perfumes can cause a runny nose. Um, there's a condition called vasomotor rhinitis where just a change in the light intensity or um, in the temperature causes mm. a nose to run. There are important physiological causes like the thickness of the mucus, if your mu mucus is a little bit more thick than usual, um, there are conditions that cause this, or uncoordinated cilia. So these little tiny hair-like uh, protrusions that sit on the cells of the mucous membrane that move the mucus. If they don't move in a coordinated fashion, the nose blocks. And then a weak immune system, so if you don't have enough immunoglobulins. And then there might be a, a mechanical obstruction, say a septum that's deviated or a foreign body like a peanut sitting in the nose polyps or masses. So they're Lego lot, pieces. Lego pieces. <laughs> Lego pieces are very, very common problem. And then, um, so you can see that there are lots of causes, but yes. 
if it's not a common cold, typically it's allergies. Sure. Um, and then the other thing to remember is there is a united airway between the nose and the lungs. It's sort of the same mucous membrane that lines the whole respiratory tract from the upper respiratory tract right down to the lower respiratory tract. Um, and so what is going on in the nose is often going on in the lungs. So we often find that patients with um, allergic rhinitis or hay fever um, also suffer from asthma. And about 40% of cases of patients who have allergic rhinitis also have asthma. Wow. Uh, what symptoms do people get when they have mucus in their upper airways? Well, there's a plethora of symptoms. Right. Um, and probably the best way to think about this is to imagine your typical patient with hay fever. So imagine a boy, say his name is Kyle. Yeah. Um, he's 14 years old. Mm. He's at high school. He's skinny, not very tall, and mm. he has an elongated face. He's allergic to grasses and, say, house dust mite. Okay. His nose is blocked all year round, but it gets very itchy and runny during the spring and summer months. He's so used to breathing through his mouth that he seldom closes it, and when he speaks, he sounds like he's got a cold. Mm. He makes these crazy clicking sounds to try and scratch the itch at the back of his throat, yes. sort of like this. Yeah, I know that noise. Okay. Um, and he makes these twitchy nose maneuvers like a rabbit, which drive his mum mad. And he constantly brushes his nose up with the back of his left hand in an what we call an allergic salute. He's even developed a crease across his nose from doing this so often. And he can be found jiggling his fingertips in his ear canals because they get so itchy that he just wants to get right in there to scratch them. His eyes are often red and teary, and it often looks like he's been crying. He has dark rings under his eyes, which are called allergic shiners. And his eye look, I mean, his eyelids look creased. Yes. He walks around in a cloud of used tissues, and he can barely manage wearing a face mask at school. His sneezing fits are legendary and exhausting, and sometimes he wishes that he could just leave his nose at home for a day. And this is really how people with chronic congestion feel on a day-to-day -day basis. Sure. So those are the types of symptoms that people suffer. I'm sure people listening right now know of a Kyle or they themselves are a Kyle. And it will, as you're going through it and you're saying that, so I remember having an itchy ear or wanted to scratch that throat. Uh, it's amazing. It's actually incredible. And then to think about, about that congestion becoming a problem. When does it become a problem? Well, it depends on if it's acute or chronic. So okay. acute congestion would come on, say, for instance, when you get a common cold. Mm. And that generally doesn't last for very long. And although it feels terrible when you've got it, mm. um, it, it is not a long-term problem. But chronic congestion, often caused by allergies, is a really big problem. Um, and essentially, the respiratory tract is plugged at the top. And, you know, you need to breathe and to put a plug in at the top of your breathing system is a problem. Yeah. So you feel like you've got a common cold every day and you know what it feels like to have a common cold. Oh. And it impacts very heavily on breathing and therefore very seriously affects quality of life. So it affects your ability to work mm. um, effectively. It affects your ability to concentrate at school if you're a child. Mm. It really impacts on sleep and sleep impacts on everything. Children need to sleep deeply in order to grow. So it affects children's growth rate. Especially in teenagers, it's really important for teenagers to close their mouths in order for their face to develop properly. They develop problems with um, uh, orthodontics, so they get malocclusion of their, of their teeth, so their teeth don't close yes. properly in a proper bite. So they end up needing to have a lot of um, orthodontic treatment. Mm. And also they end up with what we call atopic facies, a sort of an elongated, long face that is typical of allergic sufferers. 
Um, so all of those things really impact patients quite significantly. Another aspect is sport and exercise. You know, you need to breathe to yeah. be able to play sport or to exercise and to enjoy doing so. And mm. so um, this really does play a very big role in preventing patients from or people from being able to really um, enjoy their, their exercise or to be able to, to excel. And the other important thing, I think probably the thing that affects most people mm. is um the effect on their social lives. Sure. I mean, imagine poor Kyle. He um, meets a nice girl at the hockey astro and he yeah. invites her to a movie. And um, he's carrying a box of popcorn in each hand uh, and his nose starts, starts running, running and yeah. he can't reach for a tissue and he's really got big problems oh, right there. Yeah. And then all he can think about during this um, this entire date is whether or not he'll be able to breathe when when they kiss, if they Absolutely. do. Absolutely, and, and I don't wet her cheek with yeah, my nose. Exactly. So these are these seem like sort of quite small uh, yeah. issues, but actually they impact massively on Absolutely. on on um, individuals who have this problem. Now, what can we do about it? I mean, what's the treatment? Right. Well, we need to first of all settle the inflammation. Right. And then this. If we can get the inflammation settled down, then we can turn off the taps. Um, so these are some helpful measures like um, avoiding allergens if you can possibly, but it's not easy to do. For instance, Kyle is allergic to um, pollens and house dust mites, so he hasn't got much chance of avoiding mm. the allergens in his yeah. life. Humidified air, warm showers, um, staying hydrated, particularly mm. with warm drinks. So warming up the nasal passages helps. Um, and saline na nasal washouts are helpful. Okay. When it comes to allergies, most patients require a steroid nasal spray. They need to use that every day. It can be mixed with an antihistamine or a nasal spray on its own. And then patients also take oral antihistamines uh, if and when they need them. So examples would be something like Nexomist or Fexo, um, taken pretty much on a daily basis. Okay. For acute congestion, for instance, if you have a common cold or if you have allergies and then you're having a particularly bad day, mm. you might add something like Oxymist, which oh. is... I've recently, and and not a word of a lie, stumbled stumbled across that. Oh, yeah. A pharmacist who'd been, uh, I don't know what he'd been giving me in the past, said to me, you've got to try this, Oxymist. Yeah. Wow. Where has it been hiding? Okay, well, that It just worked well yeah. for me. So it's a, it's a decongestant. It's a yeah. topical decongestant. So all it does really is cause those blood vessels that I was talking about right. underneath the mucous membrane yes. to constrict up very quickly. Okay. This causes you to stop producing all this extra fluid. And so when you stop producing the extra fluid, the nose suddenly dries up. Yes. And so the de it decongests. It is important to remember that you shouldn't use this on a regular basis. No. It should be used for about three to five days okay. and then stopped. Yes. It is only for the acute event. Yeah. Um, oral decongestants are also very helpful. Something okay. like um, Corex for colds and flu. Um, they, they will also help to tame those symptoms in the acute event. Got you. Diet, does it play a part in this at all? Are there foods we should avoid when we are congested? Diet always plays a role. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things that play a massive role in um, inflammation in general. They include sleep, yes. exercise, happiness, yeah. and hydration. Mm. And diet is one of those big ones. So we need a diverse, nutritious diet. Um, it needs to include all food groups. It needs to be low in additives and low in sugars. And this supports a healthy microbiome, and this keeps inflammation down. So Got you. because inflammation is a core aspect of this uh, nasal congestion, mm. this would be helpful. But there are some foods that can cause a stuffy nose just on their own, okay. something like spicy foods or alcohol. Got you. you can get a stuffy nose just from um, consuming those. 
But what about food allergies? Yes. Do they give you a stuffy nose? Well, a true IgE-mediated food allergy, for instance, you're allergic to peanuts. When you eat a peanut, you have an allergic reaction. Typically, it would give you more than a stuffy nose. So stuffy nose would be part of it. Nasal congestion may Mm. be part of the picture. Yes. But you're likely to get much more of a dramatic um, set of symptoms Mm. that that would tell you that you're allergic to peanuts. Uh, it is important not to attribute your stuffy nose to a whole plethora of foods that you, you. That, eat, that you eat on a regular basis or to withhold food from a child yeah. on the basis of that you think that it may possibly be um, something that they're, that they're consuming, like um, perhaps it's milk or wheat or peanut or meat or whatever mm. it might be, because you may actually withhold a food group that they're not allergic to at all. So it is yeah. important to test to make sure that patients don't have allergies before you withhold food. Food intolerance may play a role. Food intolerance is not the same as an allergy. It's not IgE-mediated, and it's Mm. generally dose-dependent. So it matters how much of the food you've taken as to what your symptoms are. But you could have, stuffy nose could be part of that symptom complex. And people always ask about milk and mucus. Yes, (laughs) the M's. The M's. So if you've got a true milk allergy, so you've got an IgE-mediated severe allergy to milk, again, you're going to have more symptoms than just a stuffy nose, usually. But it is the mucoid nature of milk that makes people think that milk makes mucus. Whereas in most cases, milk is not actually uh, the culprit. That is incredible. On that note, ladies and gents, Dr. Shana Emanuel will be back to chat post-nasal drip and sore throats. This has been an incredible chat. Health Matters brought to you by Sipler with myself, Ryan O'Connor. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, remember to rate and review the show and we'll be back soon with a brand new episode. Health Matters in association with Sipler. Find all our episodes on your favorite podcast app.